Welcome, brother friends. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I'm Dr. Damien Wilson. And joining me to talk all things cultural appropriation on this episode of Nitro, it's <laughs> it's the only night of pro wrestling, Sir Matthew Kayfabe. Hi, how are you going? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been um it's been a uh, it's been an interesting week. It's been an yeah. interesting week. Well <laughs> I've I am um... a lot of wrestling, a lot of different wrestling. <laughs> um but that's more for the weekly show. Mm. Uh but um we're starting to get into some real nostalgia, like some real. Like I know I've been saying this for a year, mm. but this these episodes at Disney World are really bringing back some strong memories for me when I watch them. Well, obviously, I mean, look, we. Uh, I know you're going to run through the card and all that kind of stuff, but you know, this is another example of an episode where. Basically, nothing happens, nothing matters, and then obviously there's a huge, yeah. huge thing, which is the debut of the uh, new member of the Dungeon of Doom, uh, the Leprechaun. <laughs> I actually thought it was going to be Dean Malenko, but it was so much better. <laughs> Oof. Oh man, uh, do we have any? Uh, do we have a melts down to get into before we do? We've got a few I run things- through this card if that's what you can call it we've got a few things going on uh in melter world it is it is shockingly light uh the last few weeks given what's going on yeah uh, but i guess um you know I, I wonder as things start to really fall apart i suspect we're about to get a lot more info in the next year or so um mm. and time is a flat circle for us in a wrestling podcast world uh particularly in watching 1996 wrestling podcasts. So, you know, for us, two years is now and now is 25 years ago and all that kind of business. Anyway, to Meltzer. We're a couple of David Tennants just hurtling through wrestling history, stopping off wherever we want. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do- Doctor Who. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> I've just been watching um, a David Tennant uh, oh, Scottish like, murder you, show. Wa- <laughs> You've been watching Broadchurch, like a real television show, and I'm quoting Doctor Who. You know, like renowned Shakespearean no, I, character I, actor David Tennant. I've been I've been watching. There's there's one. It's called Deadwater Fell, and it's about uh, it's sort of whether a man murdered his wife and two children or not. Yeah, my sister um, keeps like begging me to watch it, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to watch it. Ness, I, I get the limited TV time, and it's. All dedicated to wrestling and superheroes. <laughs> yeah, you're like I've already seen the Chris Benoit dark side of the ring. I know what happens. Ooh, yeah. ooh. I'm 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 up to I'm up to date <laughs> with pop culture. <laughs> um, anyway, in in Meltzer world, uh, this is this is I thought was a very interesting uh, little thing. Um, even though he's doing nothing but jobs, the folks at WCW are impressed with psychosis. Terry Taylor even called him one of the greatest workers. In the history of wrestling, and the talk among the booking committee is that he's got more potential for the US than Mysterio Jr. Hmm. Uh, Psychosis is great. Uh, However, Rey Mysterio Jr. is one of the, you know, if you were to put a Mount Rushmore of workers together, Rey Mysterio Jr. is on that Mount Rushmore. Who would that be? Rey Mysterio Jr., Christian... Uh, maybe Eddie Guerrero as a worker in the ring. Absolutely, I'm not. I'm not, put, I'm not putting Christian above. Uh, I don't. What think do Christian you mean by worker though? 
Do you mean like best in ring? Like, are yeah. you talking about yeah, yeah, best yeah, yeah. at in ring? Oh, I was talking about like Christian has this reputation of being like someone who works his ass off for his opponent. Oh, okay. I thought you meant yeah, no, that. No, 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 no. I think like if you're talking best in ring, you've got. Oh, oh, best God. in ring, fuck. We could be here all day for the <laughs> You've got you've got some combination of Bret Hart, Ray, Eddie, Holy Chris shit. Benoit. Bret Hart. Well, I think he's one of the best in ring workers. Oh my I'm God. saying it's I some combination. Matt mentioned Bret Hart. Bret, Bret Hart Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> he's now wow. known as Bret Hart. <laughs> you've had a um that was that was a, a minor. You're just so shocked that I've mentioned you've got I had into, a stroke. Like, panic. I had yeah. a stroke because you didn't slag off Bret Hart on the podcast. I can't. Yeah. I genuinely can't handle it. I think Malenko, Benoit, Eddie, um, you know the amazing Red from TNA. Um, you know, this I'm joking about the amazing Red, but uh, you know Osprey, Kenny Omega. At a certain point, anyway, it's hard to do a Mount Rushmore oh. of, of wrestlers. But psychosis can I try and, can I try and do mine quickly? Yep, go. And do uh, Bret Hart, uh, Daniel Bryan, Will Ospreay. There's four. I only get four, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, shit. So uh, you've already fucked it up by choosing three people who shouldn't be on the Mount Rushmore. But anyway. What? Bret Hart? <laughs> what? You put Bret Hart in yours. Bret no, Hart. No, no, no. I put Bret Hart in my top seven. Uh <laughs> You just did it. You just, I've got, I've got, I'm going to, stop gaslighting me, man. <laughs> I figured you listened back. What if I listened back and it wasn't there and I just felt like a fucking crazy person? Uh, Bret Hart, Daniel Bryan, Will Ospreay. Uh, I'm going to say Ray Phoenix. Really? Well. In th- ring, we're talking about in-ring work, right? Yeah, I think the problem with Ray Phoenix is that if he's not on, he's not on. Yeah, but the st- I've never seen him do... I've never seen other people do the things that... Because then that would be the consistent, most consistent in-ring worker, Mount Rushmore of all time. Yeah, but I think just being able to occasionally do something amazing, and, like, he is... Ama- occasionally? Like, this is, this is like everything he does. I, I just want to be clear. We're talking about the top four ever. That's the... Like, Ray Fenix is one of my favourite people to watch. I, I adore watching him. Um, mm. I don't want to, like, shit on him. I just... Uh, I think it's very hard. Oh, God, I'm going to sound like Meltzer I'm completely now. forgetting um, about... Uh, Chris Benoit's sure, like, like was absolutely unbelievably phenomenal in the ring. As was Malenko. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't think you need both of them, but I feel like any legitimate in-ring worker, Rushmore needs one of them. Shawn Michaels is pretty good as well. Yeah. See, I put Shawn Michaels a little bit down just because, like, I think he was by far the better entertainer out of the. You know, he's always going to be. It's always going to be Brett and Shawn. Um, and I just think his work probably wasn't as like his later work was actually better than some of his, you know, early classics. Um, like he was great in the ring, no doubt. Um, but I don't think he. If you're talking best night, Bret Hart is a better in-ring wrestler than Shawn Michaels on their best night. Mm. If you're talking about promo. Bret Hart is it's uh, Bret Shawn Hart as well. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is a better promo on his worst night than Bret Hart is on his mm. best. Controversial opinion. <laughs> Shawn Michaels good at promos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is better than Bret. That's yeah for sure. But Bret's got cool sunglasses, so it all <laughs> evens out. <laughs> and he gives them to children. Yeah, which at the time very sweet. Twenty twenty one. 
looks very weird. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. there is there isn't really that kind of uh, there isn't like Marco Stunt could be that kind of wrestler, except for the fact that it would mean we'd have to see Marco Stunt. So let's hope before he- Bailey turned into Queen of the Karens, she was mm. doing that. She would like hug little girls, and and uh, Ray Mysterio does like the head, like the gentle head butt. To mm. little kids who have Rey Mysterio masks on. I mean, Jake the Snake Roberts, but, um, you know, that's not really for TV or very good. Um. <laughs> um, I've actually, later on in the episode, I've got some uh, comments about Sting and his interaction with fans. Uh, <laughs> but we'll save that. We, we, we're, 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 we're not finished going through Meltzer. I've realised we, yeah, we haven't really even got up. to the episode uh, yet. It's just, it's just a little sizzle for later on. Uh, the uh, I've I've got some 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 hog talk later on as well. There's a penis related <laughs> element of this episode that really um, that really <laughs> threw me. Anyway, uh, Gene Okerlund did a hotline tea saying he would reveal the fourth <laughs> member of the NWO. Um, Dave was really annoyed when they didn't reveal the fourth ne- member of the NWO on the WCW hotline uh, because Dave is. A fucking idiot. Um, that and- sounds like a Brian Alvarez thing to get. <laughs> like that really. I could imagine Brian doing 10 minutes on that. <laughs> and then uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley signed a three-year contract and they're going to renew his push now that they've got a long-term commitment from him. So That's, uh, that's Mr. Stephanie McMahon for anyone mm-hmm. who's not well- sure who. Hunter Hearst Helmsley is. Well, I thought it was quite interesting because there's this narrative that uh, the curtain call happened and they immediately, uh, you know, they, they couldn't punish, obviously, Kevin and Scott. Uh, they could they could punish Sean, but he was too big a star and so Hunter got punished and lost his push. If you want to read that in a different way, Hunter didn't have a contract and wasn't going to re- re- win the King of the Ring until he had a contract. So, yeah, that makes a lot I more sense I always read me. that as... Um, like Vince had plans for Hunter, but because like because he was shitty about the curtain call, he was going to make mm. well, he's going to make uh, Hunter jump through some hoops before he got back to the top of the card. Well, I just think it's a slightly different perspective if you think that there clearly was talk that he might not re-sign. Yeah. So you know why would why would he be you know given this push when they've just lost two big stars? Like surely they're going to sit on him until he's got a contract, and he's you know then they can go ahead. Imagine so. if uh, Triple H was, we wouldn't have been Triple H. But imagine no. if like he would have know. been terrorizing again. Yeah, he would have had. They would have had a new character. He just would have been like Paul. It's Paul Levesque, right? Is his yeah real yeah. name? He would have NWO been. have been as popular? If, it might, they might have been more popular with Triple H there. Well, yeah, I don't see why. But they Hunter have been. doesn't really come into his own for like another two years at least. It depend if if you like DX, he's probably another year off. Like that sort of. St- but the but Shawn Michaels DX is really things. shit. Like Sean is. But then the- Sean disappears soon. Yeah, and then Hunter becomes that that Triple H, which I hate, and then. <laughs> Briefly becomes a Triple H that I quite like, and then goes back to being a Triple H I don't like until basically the Authority. Which one? Which is the Triple H you don't like? 
uh, all Triple H's except for the really, really serious. But when he tore his quads and came back and he mm. was just like tough fuck Triple H for a brief period, the King of Kings Triple H, I really oh, liked. Okay. The and King then of I, Kings. Yeah. And then I really liked uh, Heel Authority Triple H. I just played a video game where uh, called Brutal Legend. It's an old video game, but uh, one of your sidekick is Lemmy from Motorhead. If you're in the metal and video games, play Brutal Legend. Jack Black, Lemmy's in it. Um, I won't tell you. There's a whole bunch of cameos from metal musicians in the video game. I won't tell you who they are because, uh, and a bunch of like alternative comedians as well. <laughs> so if you're a fan of Mr. Show, metal, and video games, you should play. Brutal Legend. That's a very small quadrant, but they're also probably the same people who listen to this podcast. So <laughs> that's true. If you're a fan of uh, of of Nordic uh, of the Nordic countries and politics, you should watch Borgen uh, on Netflix. Anyway, what happens in Borgen? Quickly? Oh, it's it's set in the Danish Parliament, and um, uh, there's an election, and they f- the, a new coalition is formed. Uh, and the the government, you know, obviously just has various problems as they go on, uh, as all governments do as they find administration, particularly in coalition. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's probably pretty on brand for people that are into a uh, WCW Nitro. So like, watch a Nitro, watch an episode of Borgen. I will. Um, <laughs> I will actually. That sounds like something I'd really enjoy. I'm going to get no, into it's that. A, it is no joke. A fantastic, fantastic show. All right. Uh, it's on the list. I've been I've been recommended it by work colleagues for years and never watched it because I was like, eh, fuck subtitles. And now I'm, you know, find myself in a position where subtitles are quite useful. Yeah. Because you're deaf. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> anyway, that's it for Meltzer. That's it. That's it. Dave is, man, he was really phoning it in in 1996. Well, he does like full, he does star reviews of the of the shows and like there's He's just a lot of. getting Japanese tapes. Yeah, there's a lot of bullshit in there that's sort of not particularly exciting. Um, yeah. That doesn't sound like Dave and or Brian. <laughs> I sent a photo of you during the week. Uh, I needed some cheering up, and I watched a whole bunch of Brian Alvarez clips back to back of him losing his shit about WWE. <laughs> oh man! Oh, it makes me so fucking happy. Uh, there was a there, just quickly. There was <laughs> there was a, a like so he hates anything that's spooky. He can't handle anything that's like you know anything that's not just dudes in the ring wrestling or girls yep. in the ring wrestling. He can't handle it. So he hates Alexa Bliss. And there was a really like daft ending to Raw uh, was either this week or the week before in, with Shayna Baszler and and a doll and like an evil doll <laughs> and oh man Brian like just look up Brian Alvarez rants about uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alexa Bliss. It's free. It's free entertainment. You don't even have to subscribe <laughs> to their stupid website to get this entertainment. Man, it's the best. Um, speaking of entertainment, that's uh, free. It's not free. Is it free? It might be free on the American version of the webs of the network now, but for us in Australia, it's not free. Um, there was a dark match squat. No, it wasn't a dark match. I saw this. Uh, Squire David Taylor <laughs> defeated Scott Norton by DQ. Um, 
they're trying to build up a storyline about fire and ice here that I don't think anyone, even the guys involved in the storyline, seem to care about. Um, Conan defeated VK Wall Street. Thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> it it, it uh, definitely, as the commentators in that match uh, kept referencing the fact that VK Wall Street's looking to win gold in WCW and first he has to get through Conan, I was like, oh, my God, is this seriously the story they're telling? It's weird, right, because IRS was a relatively major character in WWF for a while, and so you would think he would be a relatively big get for the mid card at least for WCW, but it's just he's just a jobber. Like Yeah. Um Eight Man Tag match, which is really just I mean, th- this match means nothing, but I'll go through it anyway. Alex Wright, Jim Powers, Joe Gomez, and Renegade defeated uh the Dungeon of Doom, which was Hugh Morris, Kevin Sullivan, the Barbarian, and the Leprechaun. <laughs> Which we, I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. Well, I got some leprechaun gear. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, this whole eight-man tag, I mean, it was just 12 minutes of <laughs> joy and gold and there's so much So much happened. There was nothing happened for a while and then everything happened in like 15 minutes. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, we're starting to really get to DDP. We're, we're yes. so close to DDP, it's not funny. His ring gear is now the blue and black uh, and silver that will be his main uh, colours going forward. Uh, he's still healing it up a bit, but we're mm. so close to to babyface working man DDP. It's not funny, and I cannot wait. Dean Malenko defeated Chavo Guerrero Jr., who I'm pretty sure was 12 years old in this match. <laughs> um, Meng with Jimmy Hart defeated Ice Train. Uh, and then there was some gear with uh, Scott Norton. Uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated Psychosis in a, in a good match. And then we had the six-man tag team main event where Lex Luger, Randy Savage, and Sting defeated the four horsemen, or the three horsemen, Arn Anderson, Chris Benoit, and Steve McMichael. With Deborah McMichael, with Deborah McMichael and Woman uh, and uh, Miss Elizabeth. Uh, commentators were Bobby Heenan, Eric Bischoff, Larry Sabisco, and Tony Schiavone. And uh, that's it. That's the. That's what happened. Uh, what what stands? What do you want to get into first with this okay. episode? I, have you have you yes <laughs> have you seen uh, the Louis Thoreau episode where he goes to the WCW power plant and gets like he goes to train? No. So there's an old Louis Thoreau on wrestling. I think it might be a Weird Weekends. And he yeah, goes right. to train, and the, and I think this man is also in Beyond the Mat, uh, and there's this absolute psych, tiny little psychopath who like screams and yells and tries to like actually hurt him because he thinks he's disrespecting the business and all this kind of stuff. His name is D Wayne Bruce or right. Sarge, and he's the Leprechaun. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. And when Do I say we... he's tiny, he's like he's not that tiny. He's five foot nine. But in this era of wrestling, the five foot nine may as well be two foot one because these men are six foot seven. Yeah, but he didn't even wrestle. Like he didn't. <laughs> he wasn't in the ring or anything. He was just jumping around outside the ring. The giant came down and and won the match for the Dungeon of Doom, or like you know, cleared house of the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, and then cut a promo where he was like, Hulk Hogan was too busy trying to win an Oscar. 
<laughs> rather than being around WCW where he should have been. I just thought it was very cute that the giant thought that Hulk Hogan was ever in contention for an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, he was, he won a few Golden Globes for Best Supporting, but he never got. You know, I don't think he was even nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> I mean, which is a travesty. Yeah, that's right. It is. Uh, you know, we should hopefully he'll get one of those like Martin Scorsese. Look, the movie's not like his best movie, but we sort of fucked mm. up not giving him one for Three Ninjas, uh, Seven, The Dawn of uh, Punch Face, or whatever it was. <laughs> Dawn of Punch Face. And also before this match, we just randomly got a Thunder from Down Under ad. For it, you, the, you need to explain the baby what Thunder faces for... in this match. The Thunder from Down Under is a male strip. Uh, troupe mm. that were very popular at uh, at Hens Nights in the, in the nineties at my place, <laughs> and uh, you can see if this was a video podcast, you'd be able to see my calendar in the background of <laughs> Thunder from Down Under. <laughs> uh, but who were the guys that were in the match? So, uh, uh, so the, the, hang on, the, 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 the promo had so that Alex Wright, yeah, Jim Alex Powers, Wright. Joe Gomez, and Renegade. <laughs> And each of them took turns walking towards the camera on the beach, mm-hmm. taking their WCW shirt off and throwing- WCW Nitro shirt yes. in particular. And then throwing the shirt onto the sand and continuing to walk. And this went for three minutes. For a really long time. And all four of them could had real troubles getting a shirt off. Yeah, like comically <laughs> difficult for these men to- This is- um. If I, I can was... find the clip, I'll put it in the show notes so the oh, brother friends can watch it because it's worth like it's it. This is why we go back and watch these shows, man. But what <laughs> what audience was this for? Because I can't imagine there's too many know. sort of like That's wrestling fans that are like, yeah. oh, I just want to like see them like see their muscles in the sand. Like I, like I, I don't just, know. Maybe don't Missy know. Hyatt. That might be the they were they were trying to get her on the show. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that Eric was like, "Okay, we're doing really well with this quadrant. We need to get women watching the show. Mm. You know, so get us get me the four get me these four young dudes to strip. Because <laughs> <laughs> then when they came out to the ring, there were a couple of shots of like the two women in the audience, you know, kind mm. of making faces like." Mm. There were some yeah. Ooh, hot beef. These are sort of the the original <laughs> pandemic shows in a way because there's like <laughs> there's like three hundred people there. Like it's yeah. it's it's a very strange, um, very very strange look. the The other, I guess, debut given we've got the debut of the Leprechaun is uh, we got you mentioned Chavo Guerrero. Um, people mm. may not. People may not remember. Um, Chavo Guerrero wrestled in WWE for a while as Kerwin White. Oh, uh, fuck. So, uh, so if you remember that. Kerwin White, that's who we're talking about here. Um, mm, WWE superstar Kerwin White. <laughs> he was a big deal. Um, oh. Yeah, Kerwin White, one of the all-time uh, I forgot gimmicks. about that. Remember last week on the weekly show where we're, um, I think I brought up that Rey Mysterio had talked about bringing the LWO Back mm. to WWE. Yes. And we both immediately were like, I don't know, Vince McMahon's the right man to be booking that. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> but I couldn't think of any examples of why. There's one. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I forgot about that. Anyway, let's move on. It's best not to think about it. Um, there was a kid in the background. There was a fam. There was a like a, a a couple of dads who had taken their sons who were in the row that you could see on camera side. Yes, who were having the best time at the wrestling, but I'm sure were so annoying to sit next to. So I am. Um- the kids were fine. They looked the like whole, O'Doyle's like, from the yeah, like they from did. Happy <laughs> Billy Madison <laughs> from Billy Madison. <laughs> O'Doyle rules. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the the hog talk I wanted to talk about. Um, the penis based talk, which we do have hog a special chat. segment. Yeah, hog chat. Um, if you can do this, hit the sting for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the. <laughs> One of the fathers during the end of show promo, uh, while Lex Luger and Sting and Macho Man are sort of like wandering and pacing around, Macho mm-hmm. Man does the, the for the I think maybe the only time I've enjoyed anything to do with Macho Man in WCW was when Gene Oakland says, "Don't throw your your underwear in the ring to the, to the women," and Macho Man just takes the mic and says, "No, that's okay." <laughs> uh, it's good but, uh, to see Macho Man taking a taking a stand on yes. women's lib. <laughs> and uh anyway, that's uh this this man standing behind there starts adjusting himself, which is something that you have to do sometimes, but he adjusts himself quite aggressively and quite obviously <laughs> for some time. <laughs> To the point where I rewound because I'm like, was he, was he having a an additional fiddle during the? Uh- yeah, there should only be a couple of uh, touches with an adjustment. Any more than that, and you're having too much of a good time. Yeah, and that's what this man really seemed to be like. Hey, there's Lex Luger. I'm gonna have a pull. Oh, check out the check out the man meat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the one of the O'Doyles was wearing a Marvin the Marvin t shirt, which I just thought was uh, so 1996. It's not funny. <laughs> you are uh, you didn't get you didn't get Ric Flair in the Horseman match, which must have upset you. Um, no, but we got three of the Horsemen. We got a, a terrible Horseman promo and oof. a Horseman match at the like. I feel bad that I'm slagging off the four Horsemen because they're the greatest. Like faction of all time, but in 1996, guys, Ric Flair is awful, and by association, Arn tries so hard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and you know it's Chris Benoit and Mongo, and I love Mongo because he's so shit. But uh, I drift off, and I look into other things, <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, I reminisce about what films were coming out and stuff. And and this week I found Osama bin Laden's hard drive. And uh, looked in the folder 1996, and uh, the only things that I could find was a film called A Time to Kill with Sandra Bullock and Samuel uh, L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, Kevin Spacey. I don't remember anything about it. I know it exists, but I I don't I don't remember anything about it at all. It's a John Grisham uh, book. I um I remember renting it on VHS. Really? How old were you? Like six? Oh, this, no, nah, this would have been in, I would have rented it in probably 2001 or 2002. Oh, okay. <laughs> it would have been about 13 or 14. Uh, the only other film that came out of any note that I remember really loving at the time, and I don't know what it would be like now, is Kingpin, the oh, bowling murder film from the Farrelly Brothers. <laughs> great, great movie. 
don't watch it was, there, right? would be my guess. Yeah, like all those movies um, I suspect are actively not funny anymore. But, like, I really loved the the Farrelly brothers. Yeah, it's funny how so much stuff that you find funny, even as an adult, there's stuff that I found funny like 10 years ago when I watch it now and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, like, well, I remember there was like, like not even COVID. from like a problematic standpoint or anything. It's just like, like from, like, it's just like, that's not funny. Well, like, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I genuinely think that the worst pandemic that I've lived through was the six years, six to ten years that really like changed all our lives when Austin Powers came out. And it was basically impossible to go through a day without either referencing Austin Powers yourself or having mm-hmm. it referenced to you. And then, like, it, it's, it, it aged up and people started dressing like Austin Powers to, to parties. Uh, mm. People put the music on at parties. Like, it was, yeah, Austin Powers. And I, and I rewatched that couple of years ago and i to be fair you were throwing austin powers parties every every saturday yeah groovy baby they were shagadelic (laughs) uh i I watched it and i was like this movie is actively not funny like i rewatched wayne's world and i was like wayne's world's pretty good wayne's world Um, rules i I genuinely love wayne's but it's one of my favorite favorite movies uh, i i yeah it it what's his name from married with children's character remains one of the finest uh screen so moments. great it's uh, so great austin powers I think with austin powers uh, uh, austin powers like what what it's lampooning especially in the first one i think the first austin powers is genuinely like a funny spoof movie but what it's lampooning doesn't really exist in anyone's consciousness anymore yeah it's like, not it, it's, it's not quite skyfall is it no, it's like because it's the Bond, for, like it's you know, no one, anyone under the like younger than me doesn't know the Bond films that Mike Myers is like. You know, he's like taking the piss out of the first three Bond films and like um, just Would sort you? of swinging sixties films that like Peter, like you know, Peter Sellers films and stuff like that. No one knows what they are. <laughs> so it's just this weird thing. If there was a uh Netflix movie that came out mm. Mm. Uh, and it was Austin Powers 4 and the premise was that Austin was frozen in 2001. Right. Uh, so, like, GoldenEye, I guess, era, that kind of, like, sort of mm. semi, still nonsense but, like, a bit fun James Bond and wakes up in the era of not fun James Bond. Uh, would you watch Austin Powers 4? <laughs> where, where Mike Myers has to play a gritty Austin Powers. Yeah, so it's 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 the the or, world. Or is, Austin Powers is trying to be Austin Powers, and everyone so, around him is. So like, Austin Powers is not sixties Austin Powers. He's nineteen ninety nine Austin Powers. Right. Uh, he's he's Pierce Brosnan. He's you know that kind of Austin Powers. But the the movie <laughs> itself is like Skyfall. Like it's a really dark. Uh, I would, I would watch it. I want to see the same thing that happens in Bond happen in Austin Powers, where Daniel Craig plays <laughs> Austin Powers in a in a gritty reboot of Austin Powers. <laughs> who would be the Who would be the best actor to play 
the gritty reboot. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> uh, James McAvoy is going to be my. Oh, that's a that's a pretty good choice. Or, I'm going to go with Michael Daniel Day Lewis, best mate. Daniel Day Lewis. Because if you're going to ask who's the best character to play, who's the best actor to play someone, you pick the best actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> oh God! If they did it like that, would that would be crawling out of your mother's afterbirth, Doctor Evil? Yeah, Wim Wenders uh, directing. <laughs> <laughs> the the okay. villains Michael Fassbender in Austin Powers Four, <laughs> Werner Herzog as Doctor Evil. <laughs> that that's gold. That's, that's actually gold. a good cast. Um, in the other in uh music ninety six folder that I found in mm. Osama Bin Laden's hard drive, uh, I came across Fiona Apple's album title, which I loved at the time. Yeah, and I really the- like Fiona Apple. She's doing really interesting stuff. You should check her out. She's still making great records. Um. And the Black Crows wrote out three snakes and one charm. Do you like uh, the Black Crows? I think you know my answer to this. I don't. I like don't know the Black Crows. They're not. You do or you don't? I don't. Ah, uh, why I would like, I know um, the answer to that? I just feel like they're exactly the kind of band I don't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're a weird band to me because, like, uh, there's one album, uh, one album of theirs that I really like, and I can't remember the name. I think it's called Soul Singing or something like that, where they did sort of like a gospel type record that I quite like. Is that the one where um, they do the cover of Hard to Handle? No, that was the album before. But I don't, I don't know. They just like they they they're always like projected as this great hard rock band, and every time I hear them, I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't get yeah. it. Um. Does Sting high five kids too hard uh, when he's coming to the ring? <laughs> he's he's turning. This is all part of the story. I'm buying it into. It's like he started. He's like sort of giving harder slaps than usual. It's like it's crazy how hard he's hitting. These, you see a <laughs> tiny little hand come out, and he's just like whack. <laughs> he's got you know he's got to let him know because he's a big muscly man. Yeah, but even more reason. You know, to relax. No, he's he's watching a time to kill. He's listening to the Black Crows. He's growing <laughs> he's his hair up. out. Um, <laughs> the uh, eighty-three weeks. Uh, you know, obviously, we love eighty-three weeks. I love eighty-three weeks. Um, no, I love it as long as they talk about wrestling. As soon as they start yeah. talking about other stuff, I'm out. <laughs> you don't want to hear about Eric's failed beer project in Cody, Wyoming, and why it was everyone's. Anyway, um, we don't know. Or them talking about Tesla trucks, or <laughs> even though it's like, oh, it's cool that you guys bought Tesla trucks, but I don't need you breaking down. I don't want to listen to two old men talk about trucks, you know? Like, I couldn't think of anything worse. I do. Um, I, that's why I listen to the um, I Need a Truck uh, podcast, the, the <laughs> Warren Conrad Seaborn. and Eric's I Need a Truck. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, the uh, he has Scott Hall on the podcast to talk about the start of the NWO, and Scott Hall tells a very very funny story about Sting when he suggested the Crow character to him that makes Sting hmm. just sound like a a big dork. Uh, I highly recommend listening to it rather than me telling it here. Oh, all right, <laughs> all right. Um, well, I think we've pretty much gone through everything. I just want to point out how excited Eric is for Hogwild. He's so fucking excited. So's the man in the front row. Um, and the, the <laughs> he's gone Hogwild early. 
I did love where I don't know if this was done on purpose. I'm just gonna say that it is and hope that it was after because Scott and um and Kevin were on this episode mm. being a nuisance uh, in the in the command center truck, um, which was just some funny Kevin and Scott stuff. Um, when Eric and uh, Bobby came on for the second hour, their microphones were completely fucked and they couldn't mm. hear each other and themselves. I don't know if they were putting that much nuance into storytelling. I feel like someone legitimately turned their microphones <laughs> down and had to turn them back up on live TV. But it was a nice little thing of like a reminder of like, oh, yeah, the NWO are around and can ruin things at any moment. Yeah, uh, it, it is. Yeah, it's uh, probably not, but we can pretend it is because we Let's like just to say it is. Let's yeah. just say it is. Do you, you want to hear um, what was going on in WWF? Yes, please. Thank you for that. That was very polite of you. Um, the the politest podcast in wrestling. Um, Mankind defeated Freddie Joe Floyd. I know you're a big uh, Freddie Joe Floyd fan. That's uh, Freddie Joe Floyd is actually Tracy Smothers. What? Tracy Smothers, one of the uh, you know a, a very very well known uh, wrestler. Um, you know. Former ECW champion, uh, IWA Mid-South champion, uh, United States tag team champion, Smoky Mountain wrestling champion. Uh, you know, he's a he's a proper, proper wrestler, uh, but he's he, not known as Tracy Smothers. Here, of course, he's Fr- Freddie Joe Floyd. Right. Uh, Goldust defeated Barry Horowitz with Brian Pillman on commentary. Uh, Mark Merrow defeated the Goon, and Sean <laughs> Sean Michaels and Ahmed Johnson defeated the Smoking Guns. You got to go with WCW just for matches like Eddie Guerrero versus Psychosis. I mean, there's yeah. nothing on that WWF bill I want to see at all. No, there is literally nothing on that bill. Uh, I will just so the the. Basically, because this was not a great Nitro, and it was a very bad Raw, clearly. Uh, 2.2 was the Raw rating, and 2.6 was the Nitro rating. So that's a huge drop-off. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, there's no Hulk Hogan, NWL, basically not really on it. Um, Mm. Yeah. You've got the fucking Leprechaun on there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you would have thought that if they had have known that was happening, and that's the thing about live TV, I guess people didn't know the Leprechaun was going to be there. Yeah, I think you'll see a huge bump next week for people tuning in to see what happens with the Leprechaun. <laughs> yes, yeah, great. All right. All right, let's leave it there. We started on the Leprechaun, ended on the Leprechaun. I think that's apt for this week. Uh, mm. You can uh, support us by following us on Twitter. We're at WrestleWolf. Uh, on Twitter and uh, on Instagram and um, uh, and just subscribing. Just subscribing, telling a friend. If all of you tell a friend, that'll double our listeners and that'll help. Uh, but until next time, brother friends, Hulk Hogan can go to hell.